What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Buongiorno. Buongiorno to you as well. How are you this fine day? I'm doing well enough. I just got back from Providence, Rhode Island. Oh. Uh, very Hoppin late city? last night. Is it a hopping city? I'm asking. I've oh, never okay. It might be hopping. Uh, the only thing, not the only thing, Providence is okay. Uh, but the best thing that happened while I was there, it was just for a business trip, so I didn't really get to have like fun, you know? Yeah. But... Yesterday in Providence, it was overcast, a little rainy, and because it's the north, it was like already real fall, which we don't even get here. I know. I'm like, it's like, like, it's in the 70s in the mornings, and I'm like, Uh, oh, fall's here. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is real fall. I didn't bring a jacket, and I was like, pretty cold. (laughs) I was like, darn you, the north. Did it ever get to the point where you're like, okay, do I go buy a new jacket? No, it wasn't that bad. I did have a long sleeve exercise shirt on, and I was like, I've got long tights and the long sleeve shirt. I'll be okay. There you go. (laughs) But it was a nice change of pace I to bet. actually I am, be chilly i am so ready for that it's like it's We're not never even, gonna get it, it i mean it gets November. there and i can wait until then i'm just ready to you know just for now i'm just impatient for it indeed but you know what else i can't wait for talk about some great games here on this episode of team chat podcast a weekly video game show where we talk about like i said video games the ones we love the ones we hate and everything in between nice catch it's <laughs> <laughs> come out new, tuesdays 9 a.m central time and you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, as well as watch a video version of each episode on YouTube. Head over to teamchatpodcast.com slash where to listen for a complete list of all the places the show is available. You can find us on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join our Discord server. And if you're really loving the show and would like to help make it bigger and better, head over to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, where it's for as little as a dollar a month. You can support the show, and in return, we'll give you cool perks. But if you're not able to become a patron of the show, we would still love your support in either your listens, some reviews, subscriptions, however you would choose to show us your support. We're just glad you're here listening to us. And for that, we are very grateful. And we love all of our patrons. Thank you for helping us support and make this show bigger. Heart eyes better. emoji. Heart eyes emoji in Kissy deep. face emoji. <laughs> but before we get to the main topic Smiling of the day. Smiling face kitty emoji. Smiling face kitty emoji with heart eyes. Yes, with heart eyes. That's a that's good correction. That's the top one. Yeah, that's the top one. But before we get to the main topic of the day. Although really, though, there's not necessarily a main topic. Oh, well, there's today. not. We <laughs> feel like because we knew we had to get our episode out on uh, Life is Strange episode four, which we was last week. So I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, but this week there had been so much. It was that we just, just kind of have been going on and we've played in our own times. We wanted to kind of have an episode where we caught back up with each other and like just talked about random stuff in the game world that we wanted to talk about. Indeed. But before we get into all the randomness, and who knows, some good random conversation might spur from this, let's get a little bit of news in our moment with Mogan. Okay, so we did have a little bit of a... Uh, pause between when we last recorded versus when this is coming out. So a bit of backtracking first. So in case you missed it, Borderlands 3 uh, came out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC on September 13th. Uh, also out on September 13th, Damon X Machina for the Switch. Uh, yeah. um, that's one of the Switch exclusives that was teased way back at the first E3 that the Switch was announced, right? It was that far back? Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was the year after I feel like that. it was 28... Maybe it was 2018. Team? It just feels like it's been 40 years. Well, because they had that, and then you, we talked about the demo that they had. Didn't they, they, they put out like three demos for it, too, Did I they? feel like. Oh, my gosh, I feel gosh, like they I put there was one out, the like one. a beta that was. Oh, maybe so. That was like not too long after they announced it. Then I feel like there was the beta like midway in between that we, t- where you played it, where we talked about it. Well, it's and then beta there was, the same thing as a demo, Well, though? I guess not. Hmm. But then there was a demo, again, that they released, I feel like, like right before the game released i could be completely oh. wrong on that. i haven't been following it that closely i was still just like yeah i feel like it has been a while because i feel like there have been multiple iterations of demos but if you're interested damon x machina is a uh giant mech game i did play one of the demos it probably isn't for me mm-hmm. uh, i was really interested in uh intrigued by the concept it's got a really cool like heavy metal soundtrack so there's definitely good points about it i just don't think it's necessarily a game that i will be purchasing yeah <laughs> uh another game that i definitely won't be purchasing nascar heat 4 came out on september 13th for playstation 4 xbox one and pc yet another game that i definitely will not play ever nhl 20 for playstation 4 and xbox one also on the 13th this day is the curse day it was friday the 13th that's true no wonder all these terrible games all came out on the same <laughs> day. Uh, and then out now as of today september 17th ai the somnium files uh, for playstation 4 switch and pc 
Groundhog Day, like father, like son. That couldn't release in February on actual Groundhog Day. Right. I what feel a like missed that's a missed opportunity. opportunity. It's October. Just wait until not October. Oh it's September. Just wait until February. What a bunch of dumb. It, you're basically there already. Anyway, so Groundhog Day, like father, like son, uh, comes out today for PlayStation VR, Rift, and Vive. Uh, and then coming very soon, on September 19th, we have Overland for the Switch, PC, and Mac. Oh, well, there oh you go. Oh, my God. That Throw might be bone. the first one all year. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, and it specifically says on launch, Mac. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, and Sayonara Wild Hearts for PlayStation 4 and Switch, September 19th as well. And then just after that, Nino Cooney Wrath of the White Witch Remastered oh. for PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. Uh, oh, and then this is a correction to something that I said on the Discord earlier today because I was wrong. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I thought it was coming out September 22nd. It's not. It's the 20th. Oh, so that's So like it's next even Friday sooner. Yes. Yeah, it is a week. It's yeah, a week from today. It is a week from today. I cannot wait to play that game. I'm going to be buying it on launch day, and it is. it will be amazing. You know what else is coming out on the 20th? <gasps> Untitled Goose Game. That and the Nintendo Switch Lite. Oh my gosh, you're right. It's coming out that soon. Holy bejesus. Mm -hmm. Which you will have, our, we will get our first hand impressions on it as I have pre ordered one for my dear Samantha my for dear her Samantha. to have as her own so that we can now farm Stardew on a cooperative effort. I can't decide if I think that she's going to like drive you to insanity or if she's going to be so disappointed in your farming. That she gives up on you. Well, last night, actually, we had a wonderful time. Uh, is that sarcasm dude, that I hear? No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's, 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 it's real. It's legit. We did have a Are wonderful time last night. No, we, last night we played. you feel threatened. <laughs> <laughs> last night we played. I'm trying really hard now not to blink not twice to on accident. Uh, you no. two people, tell me how many times you blinked. <laughs> but no, last night we actually uh, did sit out on the living room. Uh, docked to the old switch and we took turns like switching off loading in between each other's oh, farms I see. since we do only have the one and we're sharing it, it makes it difficult for doing that but still uh, so we would switch off I'd farm for a few days and she'd farm for a few days because she is exactly pretty much two years ahead of me in time oh okay and gotcha. so I'm I just am in the middle of fall year two and she's in fall year four gosh I think she's farther than me now yeah I think I'm in spring of year four oh, damn. and it took me a year and a half to get that far, but I keep taking. Wow, she has made I a lot. I fall off. Gosh it. darn! I mean, well, that's the thing. That's like legitimately the only video game she plays. So when well, she that's, plays, that's a good you know, point. and yeah. it's and it's all stuff new. Exactly. She's and so not she's not spreading her time, her time and all that other stuff between all the other games that we, you and I are playing. But no, she does love Stardew, and I love how much she loves Stardew. It's wonderful. Yeah, it fills me with joy. Me too. Because I cannot wait for Animal Crossing: New Horizons to come out so that she can get it, whether oh, she yeah. likes it or not. She's gonna and yeah. be become just as addicted to that game. I should just buy it on her Switch and just have it installed so she turns it on one day and she's and like, you know, oh, what? what? Because of all of the multiplayer uh, capabilities of New Horizons, mm -hmm. you should also get it. And then Yumi and Sam can all play together. That's if true. you like Stardew, you have no excuse not to give it a try. Do I not? You, not, you do not. Okay. They are remarkably <laughs> similar markets. I know they're remarkably similar. It's just, I don't know. Stardew... Although I didn't think Stardew necessarily would be my cup of tea, and it sure is. So. so see, a lot of people always forget this, but Animal Crossing is also just as heavily invested in making the big bells. It's all about that sweet, sweet coin. I think Sam made over $2 million finally. Like in, in a her, day? No. Oh, like okay. in her... Not not total overtime collected, I like see. in her... Uh, oh, in her like pocket change? Her pocket change. That's impressive. Yeah. I think the most I got to was like a million five, and nice. then I bought something really big, like a community upgrade or something. Nice. I don't know. Anyways. So, yeah, it's, I'm excited to see the Switch. I'm excited to see them both together. And, you know, and of course, too, it's just how all they work and everything like that. I'm still not certain if I am actually... Line, yeah, that, I figured that that's what we had pivoted to. Uh, I'm not actually sure yet if I'm going to buy a Switch Lite for myself. But if I did, I would buy the banana yellow one. That's the one I got. <gasps> it's so pretty. The teal is really pretty, too. But like, I'm just a big fan of yellow. I like the gray, though. I gotta <gasps> say it. I know it's, it's, it's drab and colorless, but I like I it. I really wish that they would come out with Wait, we may have already mentioned this. One of the ones that is like the classic see-through purple. Yes, we did talk about oh, that. That would be cool. Gosh. That would be cool. And in the same color of gray and like design look of like a Game Boy or a I mean, yeah, they did Game the Boy old Advance. Game Boy advances. I think in gray 
in the ice blue. Yeah. You got to get the classic ice blue back. That would be really cool. And then the ice purple. Those were the those were the top colors. I'm sure they will at some point. They've right? They gotta like the prime opportunity is here, yeah, Nintendo, it's right there to pull the trigger. <laughs> so speaking of. I know we had a couple of things, but this is the one thing. I wanted to circle back around on this as we're getting closer to this game's eventual release date. But speaking of things that we may or may not play or excited about. But, oh, the other thing to this I was going to say is that I forgot Link's Awakening was coming out so soon, too, and on the same day. And I do really want to play Link's Awakening, too. And actually, before you get to whatever else it was you were going to okay. say, quick update that belongs in the news category. Uh, for those of you that have not yet and actually have already uh, played Celeste... There's a deal oh, for everybody. Yeah. Uh, so Celeste uh, for the Swi- for all platforms uh, just got a big DLC pack released. It includes, I think, over a hundred new levels, um, a fair amount of new uh, soundtrack pieces, along with a bunch of other stuff. And the big news about this is that not only is the DLC out for free for people who already own the game, but if you don't already own the game, it is currently fifty percent off on the Nintendo Switch Online Store. Ooh, very nice, fifty percent, bruh. I actually just snagged Celeste because. It was free. Did you get it fifty percent off? No, it was free in the Epic Game Store. So I got oh. it on PC. So Ow. we'll see when I actually Ow. get around to playing it on there. Because I see, okay, I'm just jumping to so many different things. But still, I have it. So now I'm I, like, I'm curious enough. I might give it a shot, even though I've seen gameplay. It's gonna make me mad. Probably. <laughs> but, but anyways, well, what was but the still, other like, thing I, you I were enjoyed getting the music to? Celeste. It's really great. Um, no, the other thing I was gonna ask, just quick aside on. It's coming out soon. Last week or currently on go no, currently on going is Tokyo Game Show. And Kojima unveiled another like fifty minutes of gameplay for Death Stranding. Right. Where do we sit? Because I know we don't talk about this game a lot. We've been we've talked about it before. We've talked about it being um, you know, being interested in what it is and what it will eventually be about. But here we are. We keep he, he keeps showing off more stuff and more gameplay. I will say I have not watched the 50 minutes of extra gameplay because at that point I'm just like, okay, just I mean, honestly, at this game, point like, I'm intentionally not watching new news about it that actually has gameplay or like reveals anything that would be considered story-based because in a game that is clearly very much about the story, I don't want to like have all that information already in my brain. That's kind of high. It seems kind of self-defeating. It's like, bro, hold some stuff back. Right. Kojima. It's okay to have some secrets. Like 50 minutes. Yeah. That's too much. (laughs) I wonder though, if it is because there have been a lot of criticism and I know it's kind of, it's somewhat the intention about it and how Kojima is marketing the game, but still so much of the mystery around it. I wonder if it is him to an extent trying to be like, well, Here, yeah. here's, here's more so you understand it better. I'm sure that, that definitely is part of it, um, especially with the uh, most recent 50 minutes being all gameplay. I definitely get that perspective. Yeah. So it's great to have that information sure. out there, uh, but for people like me, I'm like, you know what? I wasn't going to be in it for the gameplay in the first place. Uh, I was really just going to kind of see how I felt about it once it eventually came out. So you're uh, still going to get it? I'm Probably. Yeah. I on, I'm probably going to, not on like launch day. I'm going to wait it out, kind of see what people think consensus. about it. Yeah. Because there are definitely games that are mega overhyped, and then they come out, and if you're one of the people that got it at launch, and then three weeks later, all these people come out and they're like, actually, it kind of sucks. Right. It's like, oh man, that is like what it's probably going to be a full price game right oh, yeah, yeah 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 so that's 60 bucks i can't get back so i think i'm just going to wait it out after it comes out and see what happens i think that's where i sit on it too like i i was initially very excited about it and was thinking kind of a launch day like i might get it but now there's just there i keep hearing and keep getting reminded of more things coming up later in the year especially that i do really want to play yeah and i'm just like okay i don't I think I'll wait on this one. Let it let it simmer and let it marinate. See what the masses think. Now, the bit of news that I did really like about um, blah, 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 Death Stranding, sorry, I couldn't think of the name for a second there, uh, is that they did announce that the game will have a, like, I don't, I, I think this is what they call it. I might be wrong about the phrasing, but you'll get the gist. The extremely casual mode. Oh, yeah, yeah, Where it, like, has that. no fighting. It's, like, specifically for people who just want to play the game for the story. Mm-hmm. And you know, it kind of depends on the game what I think about the idea of like extremely easy or like, you know, super casual mode. But for a game like this, I'm very on board with it. Right. Because it seems A, long. Yes. B, very heavily invested in story and dialogue and cutscenes. And if that's what you're playing it for, why would you have to bother with gameplay if that's really not what you want? Exactly. Like you don't want that aspect of yeah. it. So I just like that they put that option in, especially for people that are just wanting to get the experience. And then if they really liked it, maybe go back and play it a little bit more in depth. 
I think if I played it, because normally big open world games like that, I feel like I've played, even if they may be from different developers and things like that, I feel like I have a pretty good handle of like what to expect and especially mechanics and different things like that. Dust Stranding, I have no idea what to expect. So normally when I would play a game like this, I would play it on a harder difficulty just because eh, that's how I play. That's how I play these games kind of. But this one, I'm like, nah, I'm thinking normal because I got, I can't be getting normal or the easy mode because I'm not going to be like I don't want to get stuck in a hard place for no. 15 minutes get pissed and never come back to the game and, and then drop the game for a, a week or two week or whatever and because then I'll start back and be like wait what yeah <laughs> so you'll just lose it all exactly I don't know why but do you know uh, have you seen uh, what's it called Hitchhiker, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy not. never mind that I'm sorry I don't know why I think about it people that have watched the movie you might know there's that scene where they like land on I don't know, some sort of kind of deserty looking planet. And they're trying to cross this like empty barren landscape. And every step they take, these creatures like fling up out of the ground and they actually kind of look like very thin signs or like shovels. Like, okay. you know, the uh, old cartoon thing where like you step on a rake and it flaps up and like whaps you in mm-hmm. the face. Yep. It's exactly like that. So like, but they're these creatures. So they're like trying to cross this prairie, I guess. And these things are just like popping up all over and whapping them in the face. And it's hysterical. Nice. And I just... Something about that scene and Death Stranding made like an instant link in my brain, and I was like, "That's gonna be in it. It's gonna be in Death Stranding." Well, I have, you're crawling around in all that no mud. Basis. So gotta, like, yeah, like, I have that. no real basis for that, other than that I know that like things like creep around and there's like stuff coming out of the ground. Yeah. So I'm like, "Yeah, it's probably gonna happen." That thing from Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> <laughs> But no, that was I, I just remembered all that stuff coming out. So I was like, I'll ask because we hadn't talked about Death, good old Death Stranding in a little bit. And I did just talking about this too. another quick aside. They did finally announce Neil Druckmann announced it on Twitter. They're having a Last of Us Part Two press event on September 24th. Oh, I saw, oh what's a precedent? Press event. Sorry. Oh, press event. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, precedent? What is that? They're setting the standard for <laughs> yeah, how all the other like, games will be. That's what I thought be. you meant. No, 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 and I was no, like, no, what's pre- happening? So we're finally <laughs> getting some kind event. of news and update on Last of Us Part Two. It's got to be a release gotta date. Be. It's got to be. Got to be. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's not, I feel like that would be a <laughs> mistake. Like, Here's more, another trailer. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming. Wait, what? No. So they haven't even... Release date, please. Thus far, they haven't even really put out like a quarter estimate, have they? No. So my thinking is either if they don't get like a formal date put out there, they'll probably do a quarter. They'll do like a season, spring, fall, summer, etc. I think spring. I think it's still... I think it's going to be spring game, too. Of next year? twenty. next year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any way it's coming out this year. Really? You think it's going to be 2020? Yeah. I even kind of think it's going to be farther out than that. Really? I'm banking on fall 2020. Fall, winter 2020. Okay, I was going to say, if you're jumping to 2021, I think that's... Part of me wants to say that, but I don't think it's. I don't that's think not, that's correct. How is that feasible? I don't, well, I don't know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to assume. A lot of that's shit true. might be going wrong. That's true. You I never don't want, know. I don't want to assume on it, but like, still, it's like at this point because it was 2016 when it was first announced it feels like because it's maybe been a, 16 because no. when did the first trailer that came out was that one of older ellie like playing the guitar right yeah and i remember i was in england when it came out so and when now i can't remember what I was oh my god that was too <laughs> You're i think fool. it was 2017 <laughs> I think I it think. was two years ago. Yeah. Because I hate England. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hate it. <laughs> uh, but no, so that was the other thing. I was just like, so we're finally getting something. I really hope that The Last of Us comes back home to Austin. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Just like if they around. do like a sojourn back home Joel where it all back. started. Yeah. yeah. You find him at like his old house. That'd be cool. <laughs> and he's just like got the cable hooked back up and he's just like watching TV. Yeah. King of the Hill in it. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Pretty so much. another big game, though, that came out, which we didn't want to spend too much time on because we haven't necessarily... It, you're still fairly new in it. I'm assuming you've been playing it a bunch since it did come out. Monster Hunter Ice World oh, yes. Iceborne. Of course. I but, got like, it We're not ready day. to necessarily dive into the full thing, but I did. But like, we're talking about random stuff, and that's like a big thing. I mean, that you've been I'm ready to, to dive into it right now, but... I, I know that you are attempting to catch up. I am. You're working I did on finally it. actually so you're start finally the base actually game. in Monster Hunter. So first, I actually want to hear your thoughts on Monster okay. Hunter now that you're like really in it. So 
I got started, made all my character and all that stuff. Wait, you hadn't even done character creation? No, I was, I was like, oh my God. I legitimately just started. Okay, I thought that you had like started it, but then it didn't take. No, no, so no. So you had like stopped playing it? I just I never had a good time to, to because, totally okay, because here's the other thing for people who have, may have missed Twitter, my social media or on the Discord and stuff like that, I finally, I like powered through two, three nights in a row and beat Red Dead 2, finally. finally. So it was kind of like waiting to get through to beat that game before I wanted to tackle something else big. So that was... But that was why, because I knew Iceborne was coming out and I was like, okay, I've got to get through this because I want to jump on this train and get to experience it and I know I'm only going to have fun with it if I'm playing with my fr- with friends and stuff. But... And, and that was my original thought. But I gotta say, I do really love playing it. Do Even, you? Like, and I've done it pretty much solo. I did call, send up an SOS flare at one point because I wanted to see what that was like and how easy that was. I love SOS flares. Um, but, SOS flares. Yeah, but the but so but I gotta say, I am really enjoying it. Like I, more so than I thought I would. When I killed the first monster, which I believe was the Great Jagras. Great Jagras. <laughs> I, I killed it and it showed the ki- the its death animation and I immediately was like, oh yeah, okay, I get why people this love pretty this game. Cool. Yeah. So a couple of quick core questions that are extremely important okay. to me. What is your Palico's name? Kitten and what Kitten Mittens and what colors is it? He is white <gasps> with a orange patch over his eye. Did you make him look just like Henri? Kind of. Kind that, of. <laughs> I mean, Sam also helped me in his design. Very in my good. So you are playing uh, the Iceborne version of Monster Hunter, right? I mean, it's the base game. Oh, okay, so you don't have Iceborne yet? I don't have yet? Iceborne yet. Gotcha. I have Iceborne because they did release like some login, some new items and stuff like that for everyone, even if you don't have Iceborne, and like another set that if you do have Iceborne. Okay. So I, I will say I'm playing at a slight advantage than had I played before Iceborne came out because I immediately started with a with a armor set that everything was level 50 defense was 50 what defense armor set? it looks honestly like a medieval knights Oh, maybe the guardian armor. That might be what it that is. That sounds about right. That's um, pretty cool. So, yeah, that's so, good I mean, for you. I feel like I'm pretty well... I've right. made some significant progress. Like I was telling you before we started recording, I'm at the first... I'm at the mission where you hunt the Elder Dragon for the first time, which uh, is about Zora 15, Magdaros. Yeah, Zora Magdaros, which I believe is like 15-ish hours in yeah, for my save info. You're probably getting between like the 10 to 15 level, right? I think you're probably... No, I'm only... Uh, that's the, the HR ranking or yes, whatever. Yes, your HR um, rank. Your hunter rank. Excuse I should have assumed that's what that meant. HR, duh. But no, I think I'm only like a five or six, honestly. Really? I'm, Are I'm you not sure? Yeah, because I'm not running around... Unless I'm totally wrong, but I think I'm only like a five or six. No, because I know. I because you had to be at a certain base level to get the Zora Magdaros because quest. I'm trying to level up enough so I can do all of the Horizon Zero Dawn events that are still going on because i want all the aloy stuff <laughs> oh my gosh it's been forever since that you know there's the witcher events now too I know, but yeah i need i want to get both but i have to be like an hr 11 or something like that to start doing the ones for um, uh from horizon zero dawn but no i really do like it and i thought i was gonna kind of be like yeah, this is fun but i don't get it but no once i killed the first great jackass i was like oh yeah I, I i'm into it i am really kind of bummed though that the only playground i get to have right now with crafting is with weapons because i already have so much of a big armor like like um smithing and stuff like that oh because there's no need for me to really start making armor at this point because i have this armor set that's already so big. oh i see what you're saying now i was like what do you mean there's very much to craft i know there is <laughs> and i want to be crafting more so i'm already like kind of starting to build sets from and like mess around with crafting and so i can understand like how all the different components and everything come together for lower level sets but like i am starting to get green sets and stuff like that right now i've okay, only had nice. like great or the white sets yeah and as you go along um once you reach certain levels in the game, uh, your weapon trees, like for whatever weapon you're working at, working on at the time, uh, will also open up to reveal even further uh, iterations. Nice. So your weapon tree probably does look pretty small right now, but it yeah. will start to get rapidly out of control, and you'll be like, "Oh my god, there's not enough time is, in a lifetime I will say, to make all of these." There is a lot of these. information that it shows like on the screen, and I'm still like trying to make sense of all of that. Yeah. What it all means. Quick um, tip. Yeah. For you and anybody else that might not know this in Monster Hunter thus far, when you go to the guy in the shipyard that like sells you random stuff, you know, just the supply man or yeah. whoever he is, he sells you like barrels or potions if you need them. Mm-hmm. You 
would never need them. But if you did, he sells you all that stuff. If you sell him things to make money, uh, I think it's push triangle or maybe R3 to sell any items that are considered trade-in only. Because there are items that you get in the game that are specifically there just to make you money. That's nice. They can't be used for crafting. They don't do anything. They're specifically to be sold. They always say what they are, but rather than you have to go through your item box and look for items that are marked trade-in only, there's a quick button where you can just put sell all trade-in items. Oh, nice. And it'll sell them all at the same then, time. Yeah, I need to look at yeah. that. And do I'm it sure, periodically because you'll get more all the time. Well, and because just how I am in games like this, I collect everything. I pick oh, up yeah. stuff all the time. Like, I, I, I don't care if I cross. I mean, unless it tells me my inventory is full on that item, but I will literally pick up everything. So which weapons have you been using? So I started the first, I started out with the bone, with a bone lance, Ooh, uh, lance and the shield. Lance. Bone lance and shield. I wanted to try that out because I wanted, I normally default in games like this to sword and shield or something like that. So I wanted, or like a really heavy pole arm. So I wanted the in between of the lance and the shield. I like it. It's cumbersome. I'm still trying to figure out the aiming system. I feel like a lot of the time, like, where is it L3 or R3 where you click it and it, like, targets a part of the monster's body? I never use the lock-on. Okay, because that was getting seemingly more frustrating because I'd lock on, the monster would move, and then my jab would get out of the way. So Um, I'm still, like, trying to be more precise my attacks i know yeah. i'm flailing a lot no and the lance is actually kind of a hard one to start with because yeah. it does require pretty precise aim so especially if you're fighting a monster alone and you don't have other people to like weaken it or exhaust it that could be pretty difficult especially for some of the faster and smaller monsters yeah like for really t- big fat ones it's like pretty easy to hit them regardless like uh, i'm pretty but- sure for the i used it for i used the bone the lance and the shield for the anjanoth the Anjanath. Anjanath? Angie. Uh, I don't I, know. It might be Anjanath. Say it however you want. <laughs> that's how I thought it was. Uh, but you could call it Nate. Old true. Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> but so I was fighting with them because I knew that they were saying like, oh, he's a big bad monster. You know, they're going to be hard to take down. So I was like, okay, I'll use it because it's a heavy hitting weapon. You know, right. It does some big damage. Uh, but I have messed around with some dual blades, and I really oh. like those because those Actually, are really fast. Actually, I was going to recommend the dual blades because like they're those. really fast. And then I have also... Uh, Played around with sword and shield because nice. I because I was like might as well see what my old standards like and I made one from uh, the puke puke. It's the puke puke. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I, I made it, yeah, I made I it from, it's from saying it's however line. you so want. So it had poison stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, I do. Poison uh, a lot of people think that in Monster Hunter, poison isn't very good. They're probably right, but I still like when it. I get attacked and yeah. hit with like the poison, and it starts lowering my health, it and I have to take lot. an antidote and then a potion. Yeah, I think I think uh, poison does pretty good. Are you remembering to eat before every hunt? Not I haven't done it before every hunt, but I have done it through for, before most of them. Also re- remember. Unless it's some things that I don't, that it gives me more benefits than I'm anticipating. But again, like I'm pretty, I'm steamrolling through these monsters. I haven't fainted once. But eventually you will definitely need to eat before every hunt because at the very least it boosts your health bar and your stamina bar. I did eat like before, like before I fought, I fought the Anjanath and, and all that stuff. I did eat then, but no, I, for, for the most of the stuff, like when I go out on expeditions or even, uh, investigations, then I I usually have Oh yeah, been. you don't need to eat. like if you're not planning to fight anything big, you don't have to. But, but like, I also anytime you're going to go fight something that might be able to kill you. But they also make wanting to go eat beforehand fun because you get to see the fun little cinematic of all the palicos and the meowster the, chef. The meowster chef, chef cooking your food, your food which I showed Sam I was like come here. This game is made for you if it wasn't <laughs> Did she love it? She, oh yeah, she thought oh, the palicos my gosh. And all that fantastic. Were, were the cutest things ever. Uh, what I love armor? how like the the meowster chef just stands there with his arms crossed while all his other palicos goes to do the cooking and then at the very end he like so dramatically drops the leaf and gets so close to it the garnish, <laughs> the garnish yeah <laughs> like that's his contribution so the only side quests that i would really recommend that you consider doing just for fun are the canteen side quests okay. because if you take quests from the mouse meowscular chef uh, and get him more ingredients it levels up the canteen and he'll be able to sell you better food that gets you more benefits. And most importantly of all, the canteen gets better and better and the cutscenes get better and better. So I have upgraded it once. Nice. Now there are four Palico helpers. Nice. <laughs> and they have like a big soup pot. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think you can maybe upgrade it 
one or two times more oh, okay. in Astera. Uh, obviously, in the new Iceborne expansion with Celiana, mm. there's a totally different chef there. Ooh. And I don't want to spoil it because uh, it's the best thing ever. Uh, so I'll just leave it at that. There's a new chef in town. Nice. <laughs> so no, so that was, the, that was the part of why I wanted to get into and finally start is because Iceborne's here. You've been playing it. So what, how, you know... As, as much as you don't talk about, how so, like how, you know what what how do you feel about it? So for far? starters, it's amazing. Okay, it's good, wonderful. It's totally worth the money. It is a massive expansion. So I was a little concerned about it being like maybe not that much of an add on for being forty bucks, mm-hmm. uh, but it totally is. It is many, many, many additional monsters. A giant new additional area and even uh some monsters that you thought you knew they've gotten like some upgrades and they've gotten a little bit bigger and badder than ever before in a very interesting way uh i will also say one spoiler okay that i think is very important for me it doesn't really affect the story that much i just really liked it and so did everyone else that i was playing with fairly early on in iceborne something happens and your usual handler the one that you have right now super chipper annoying puncher in the face girl (laughs) i hate the handler (laughs) i despise her but she winds up going off on a quest of her own okay and you get a new handler do you like this her name is serious handler And she's way more chill. And she's like, yo, I'm just going to give you the facts. We got to go on this quest. Make sure you're prepared. And I'm like, oh, thank you for being a calm, reasonable person with a voice that doesn't grate on your every nerve. Nice. So for those of you that were looking forward to just one thing in Iceborne and all you needed was one thing to get you sold, new handler. And that was it for you. You were just that, like, yep, that was done. It. I'm into this. I'm sure that eventually you're probably going to get your regular handler back because it's probably going to be part of the story, blah, blah, blah. But I was telling uh, the people that I was playing with, and I mean this, if there's ever a way through like the PlayStation Store or something that you can like purchase uh, the serious handler forever because like you can purchase certain items that are like just special fun in-game items like fancy armors and that's stuff. what i thought i'd seen somewhere think, in the store you could even buy like a new yeah, look for your handler exactly so new looks for the handler are one thing i want the new handler <laughs> i want them to let me have serious handler for the rest of forever and i never want to give yeah. her up so uh capcom if you're listening let me keep the serious handler she's the best thing about Iceborne. So I don't want to spoil too much about it just because uh, for anyone that's not been keeping up with like the monster reveal trailers, encountering them for the first time on your own is one of the most fun things about the game. So the monsters are big and bad and fantastic and really not necessarily impossibly difficult, but the new master rank that is part of Iceborne obviously means that everything you're fighting are now monster, uh, master rank monsters. They're harder than ever before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it does require you to be a little bit more on your toes. Um, I definitely, before I upgraded my armor to be more master rank armor, I was getting swept and swapped and fainted every which way. And I was like, sorry, everybody, my bad. Uh, <laughs> but now that I've actually got some ma- some master rank armor, I'm surviving a lot longer. Nice. And this is a big update specifically for hunting horn players, which is ex- almost exclusively uh, what I play. I had a brief for- foray into the light bow gun. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I like it sometimes, but uh, the hunting horn is my heart's weapon. And the hunting horn actually got... So it's a musical instrument, right? Right. It's like a big, giant, ridiculous musical instrument. And part of the thing about the hunting horn is, A, yes, you do bash monsters over the head with it. Like, that's how you do damage. Mm -hmm. But with every press of the buttons, with every triangle, uh, with every circle, and with every L1 or whatever it is... Square? I forget. Uh, So muscle memory. It's like, I couldn't tell you how to do it. I don't know. Oh, it's triangle, square, or triangle and square. Those are the notes. Uh, Every note that you play adds to your musical bar. And if you play certain notes in the right order, you will play a song, which is basically a spell. And every horn comes with its own spells, blah, blah, blah. So previously, it was just triangle, square, and triangle, square. It's circle. It's opposite side of the controller. It's triangle circle. So it's triangle circle or triangle circle. 
And now there's a new note, which I was like, how did they? And it actually took me forever to figure out how to even play it. Uh, Somebody else had to look up a video and then like hold up their YouTube to their microphone so that I could hear what the guy was saying. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I got it. Uh, So you can, uh, after any basic attack, which is one of your notes. So if I hit triangle and then rather than playing another note immediately after that, if I instead hit L1 or maybe it's L2. I forget. It's all muscle memory. If you hit either L1 or L2, you'll stab your hunting horn into the ground on like its short end, like where the reed would go, I guess. And it spins around like a spinning top and does crazy damage to the monster. Oh, wow. And it's specifically a move that is meant to be really good at stunning and breaking. Okay. And being able to work that into your uh, regular like battle flows on top of it adding extra songs to every single hunting horn weapon it just takes it off the charts nice. so many of my old hunting horns got these crazy upgrades where they've got like these two new songs and i'm like what in the f are these How do I play them? and then they're like amazing songs it's like divine protection and all tremors negated and it's like oh my god these are really good songs this is the bomb nice uh there's even a new one that gives you like stamina max stamina and recovery for all of your teammates and it does this like crazy golden spew of sparks and magicalness and you're like man i'm cool i'm finally contributing to the game (laughs) (laughs) because hunting horn is considered air quotes a support weapon right i don't think so because i can play on my own and then think of it but uh, it gets kind of a bad rep and it's like no you don't understand hunting horn is the best so anybody that hasn't played iceborne uh or you haven't even played monster hunter before give ye old hunting horn i do want to try a solid try. try it's so fun it's it's a really fun weapon. Nice. 10 out of 10 would recommend. So, I mean... Hans Zimmer would recommend. Ooh. Well, it is I music. Have to yeah, play, you have, have to play, to play it. I bet he plays Monster Hunter, and I bet he plays the Hunting Horn. We should ask him. We should. I'll call him up. I wish I had his number. That'd be cool. But so, I mean, I don't want to necessarily like cut cut short or, or like not talk about it. I just, we're planning a whole episode where we'll talk about Iceborne. Yeah, so, eventually you know, we're so, going like, to do a big to, review. Exactly. So, um... And we don't want to give too much away in the exactly, beginning. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I did, though, uh, when I was playing. I somehow... What are the the little... In the ancient forest, what are the... like? F- they look like pterodactyls, but the, the, oh, the ones that you can like grab on, they fly you barn, up? Well, well, the ones that you can grab and fly on are wing drakes. Wing drakes. That's what the I was The ones that of. attack you and they're just like scrubby and annoying, those are barnoses. Okay, no, I haven't run into any of those, but the uh, the first one. Wing, wing drakes. Wing drakes. I accidentally like figured out you can grab onto one, and it flew me way up high. Oh my god! The first time that into happened the to me, nest. yeah, I was like, what the? And the Rathalos landed. I was like, no, no, I know I'm not supposed to be able to fight you yet. No, no you're no, not. No. <laughs> like snuck away and just ran. My favorite thing about Monster Hunter is that if you don't intentionally aggro a monster, you can just chill with them. I will frequently encounter monsters in the wild that yeah. I'm not actively hunting, and I'm like, cool. I'm just gonna run alongside you, and we're gonna be like bros for. A while. I feel like it's the Anjanath they said that, like, hey, don't go near that one. He gets mad. And I feel like the Great Jaggers. It aggro's does pretty. That yeah, way. the Great Jaggers is a great jag grass hole. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's a good one. Uh, so some monsters do aggro easier than others, but in the later game, there's some big, like, regal, scary monsters that actually don't aggro very oh, easy. That's cool. So you can totally just, like, walk alongside them, or you'll find them just, like, sitting, chilling out in the wild, and if you just, like, walk up and you're like, hey there, best friend. <laughs> what you doing? I'm gonna sit with you. <laughs> and stab you, poke. Yeah, and then I'm gonna just maybe whap you a little. <laughs> and then you have to run away. Or because stay and fight. Or, yeah. yeah. Depends on uh, how much you can think you won't die. Nice. I'm, I'm, I am really excited to get into the bigger monsters and everything. Like I'm I said, excited to help uh, the you. Elder Dragon. Yeah, and that's what I'm, I'm waiting for too. Like I know it just hasn't lined up yet where we can actually play together, but I'm trying to get a little bit ahead so that way I'm not just like a total, just like, hey, I'm uh, just like hitting at everything like 50 times and you guys and everybody else, you walk up and just like hit it twice and it's dead. Well, what we can do is if you don't want to play that way where like you're just getting hard carried and kudos to I mean, to if, you, it, if, it, if it makes me get up level faster to Iceborne. It does make you level up faster maybe to Iceborne. Maybe we Iceborne, should do that. Honestly. Uh, but it also doesn't build character. That's true. <laughs> so maybe I'll get like my middle ground I'd like to have a weapons. sense of pride and accomplishment with my gaming. Exactly. Or maybe I'll just do like five hits and then the rest is up to you. Yeah. 
We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Like we'll maybe I'll just wail on them a little, and then I'll go gather some herbs while you do the yeah, rest. There you go. Because we gotta have a good good system. Because I know, like, I can play with you, Brombogan and Cody. Then my buddy Kyle also plays it a oh, lot. Yeah, He's Kyle. been telling me to get to get into I've it a lot. Him. So we've got to. So I've, we've got to do like a big, all big, big old group. Of well, we can't do that many. At I time. know we can only we do can four. Play four. So we'll have to draw straws. <laughs> but still, we need to. Or we actually could just all be in the same online session and just join quests. Everyone's all like yeah. trade off and stuff, yeah. and not all quests actually permit four players at a time, right? Because I know some, some of, of the investigations have, are only yes. like two. Some of them have special requirements where only two or three people can go at a time, so it depends. And how much should I focus on doing those things? I know, like it, the main quests, like assigned quests, are the ones to get me through the story, which will get yes. me to ice more faster. But how much should I be dabbling in like investigations? Investigations, expeditions, expeditions are really just if you're if you have to because the story tells you to, okay, or if you just really need to gather a specific item or you're trying to farm something Uh, like for example bow users like bow and bow gun users you frequently need to go farm for more ammo stuff so i'll often go to a region just to farm fire herbs got it uh, so that i can actually make fire ammo so if you're not consistently gathering while you're on quests you may have to go on an expedition just to be able to like gather up stuff do a bit of restocking also i find expeditions fun and relaxing sometimes Well, I, mean, I don't want to fight shit. Sometimes I just want to go out and run alongside monsters and pick up flowers. I mean, that's the joy of these of the big open, open world games like that. And that's why I enjoy them, too. You have the option to be either heavy and intense in the action or you can just be chilling. Exactly. Uh, but the investigations are really helpful for if you're trying to farm up for a specific type of armor or weapon because you need parts from a monster because what investigations give you that uh main storyline quests often don't did you have you seen next to investigations the slots that look like like little squares and gold yeah so there's bronze bronze, silver and gold uh next to any those are the rewards for any given investigation obviously harder investigations give you better rewards so for example if you're trying to get a rare drop from a specific monster it's probably going to be much more efficient to do an investigation that includes like two or three gold slots Mm. because you're way more likely to get whatever it is that you're trying to farm right so investigations are very helpful if you're trying to get something specific from a specific monster or just for gold Uh, especially if you're on your own and you're not having to split the dough with your teammates Uh, investigations can get you a fair amount of money kind of quickly nice Nice, good. All, all that. I'll just have to keep all that in mind. But yeah, so that's why I'm still figuring out all the things. Like obviously, I'm still figuring out moves and and combos and different things like that. But overall, having a really good time with it, and quite honestly, more fun than I thought I was going to. be I'm very with happy it. to hear yeah. that. Monster Hunter is. Ex- I feel the exact same way. Like when my friends told me to get Monster Hunter, I was like. Yeah. Like, I'll get it, but only because it's what all the cool kids are playing. I don't actually want to buy it. And then I played it, and I was like, wow, this freaking sucks. Why can't I play online with my friends? Because of these stupid cutscenes. Well, and that's what I'm trying <laughs> yes. to get through also, too. Just so get that through way, the cutscenes. Yeah. So it does have its flaws in terms of its online play and being able to easily play with your friends. But it is a surprisingly fun game. And I feel like for a lot of people that aren't into Monster Hunter, uh, it really comes out of nowhere and just grabs you. And you're like, oh, my God, this is a really fun game. Capcom, what was you doing (laughs) before now? Where has you been? And the answer is in the East, making all the other Monster Hunter games that didn't make it to the West. So yep. we should be grateful for what we, we should be grateful for what we get, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what else have you been playing lately? I have finished Owlboy. Nice. I think I may have vaguely mentioned this uh, a couple of episodes ago, but I did finish Owlboy. Um, you might remember from our third installment mm-hmm. of yep. our platformers uh, series that we did, I picked Owlboy for mine. And regrettably, I hadn't finished it at the time that we recorded. But to my credit, I did actually go back of my own volition and finish the game. Uh, So I do have kind of some closing thoughts on it, but most of my initial review is still fairly, fairly accurate, I would say. So you may recall... Maybe you don't recall. You probably don't. I was going to say, a quick recap. What was your (laughs) When we last left off, I had made it to a point in Owlboy where I didn't really have a good read on how far I was. Like where we left off, I think we ended the episode and I was like, yeah, I've made it pretty far. I don't know, maybe halfway, maybe two thirds. I really kind of don't know where I'm at. Turns out I was one real level away from being done with the game. So after I went back and like finished that final level, it really was the final level 
level that I was getting to. And I was like, oh, I was really close to being done. So did that make you mad then that you hadn't powered through? It kind of did. I was like, if I had stuck it out for just a few more hours, mm. like a couple more hours of solid gaming, I would have finished it. And I was like, no, but I didn't know. Right. I didn't know how far I was. So I was like, I have no idea how much more, how much longer this is going to take. We got to record in like an hour or so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I didn't know how far I was. And my general thoughts were that maybe this is not the case on the on other platforms, mm-hmm. but I've, I've been playing it on the Switch. And to a certain extent... I found the controls to be kind of clunky. So Owlboy, if you're not familiar, is a uh, 2D side-scrolling, um, nouveau pixelated platformer. It's really, really pretty. Cannot say this enough, the art style really grows on mm-hmm. you. Um, it's definitely not like, you know, the low-res pixels. It's really high-res pixels. They're really pretty. The soundtrack is really good. Um, some of the tracks that play just out and about in the environment. I think the theme that plays in the troposphere and the stratosphere. I think that's the one we talked about yeah, in the episode. Those are especially good, and I really like those a lot. Um, they even change depending on whether or not it's day or night. Uh, so I love themes like that where, you know, if it's day, it's a different theme, and if it's night, it changes to kind of the same motif, but in a more somber tone. Mm-hmm. I love that kind of stuff. Uh, but Owlboy is exactly what he sounds like. He is a creature that appears to be a humanoid owl and he is part of a race called the owls what a surprise uh they live in a fantastical world of kansas i don't know what it's called i have forgotten i know that their world has a name but i don't remember what it is so i'm gonna pretend like it's kansas they live in kansas and in kansas they it's all floating islands so they don't live on the ground nobody does not only the owls but neither do any of the other people or races that for some of the people they just look like regular humans Mm -hmm. but there are quite a few other races on top of the humans and the owls that look like they're just weird kind of animalia humanoids and you're like what are you Uh, and there aren't a lot of answers but all these different uh creatures and races all live on these floating islands more or less together like alongside each other in what appears to be a certain amount of peace Mm -hmm. uh the only real threat that you kind of know is out there to and this is air quotes here humanity at large are robot pirates oh okay and you know they're out there because like you're uh, one of your best friends um owl boy's best buddy getty he works for the uh like guard like mm-hmm. the military sure like the military guard or whatever but he's an engineer uh so that's the basic premise is you're living on these peaceful islands you are an owl you're basically an apprentice to a senior owl who is trying to get you to basically shape up and not be a loser uh, and owls basically hold this position of being kind of regarded as all the tropes that you would associate with owls wise holders of knowledge uh keepers of secrets that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, that's exactly what roles the owls play so in terms of story and world building Owlboy is fantastic uh the basic story is veli gets attacked by the pirates you're like holy crap what is going on this is definitely not good right. you and your buddy getty kind of depart on this quest to try and stop the pirates from attacking more towns i don't want to get too much into the story and recap everything that was said but basically where we last left off uh the pirates were acquiring owl relics which are from the ancient owls from thousands of years ago okay so the ancient owl civilization was and you learn this through the game story was incredibly advanced like way beyond anything anyone has ever known mm-hmm. uh, and i can't remember if you had learned this at this point i think you had um, you eventually learn from your buddy. Oh my God. Why can't I remember his name? I want to say Francois, but I know that's not his name. Maybe Albert. He's a giant fan. Yeah. Look up like okay. the robot from Owlboy. Uh, he is a robot pirate. He looks like he has quite a lot of flair to them. Like he has a big curly feather in his hat and he's like kind of portly and fantastic. Uh, he actually winds up abandoning the pirates because initially he's an antagonist against you. Okay. He winds up abandoning his loyalty to the pirates to join you. Uh, because basically the idea there is that all ro- robots have just become pirates because they were bullied into it by the games, and this is big air quotes here, main villain, uh, Maelstrom, or Maelstrom, whatever his name is. And he's basically a pirate, uh, a robot 
Alphonse. Alphonse. I was so close. Francois and Albert are basically two parts of Alphonse. (laughs) Anyways, Alphonse is the best. He's my favorite character, actually. Uh, But the premise is that the ancient owl civilization were actually the ones who built robots in the first place. Period. They built all these robots, but then the owls kind of disappeared. And in there, they didn't disappear entirely, but like them as an institution, as like an organization that was very actively involved with the furtherment of humanity, again, air quotes on the humanity, Mm -hmm. uh, they disappeared from that role. They left behind ruins and temples and mysterious relics and technology that the current generation has no idea how to use. And if they do, it's only very vaguely through ancient texts. Mm -hmm. Uh, You learn from Alphonse that the ancient owls built the robots. When they disappeared, the robots kind of went through this like existential crisis of like, okay, we were built to serve. (laughs) Where'd our owl masters go? Right. So they're like, well shit <laughs> well, what do we do now and in that absence it does actually seem like some of the robots gained uh conscious thought uh the ability to have free will and think on their own and one of those was malstrom and he was built i think originally to be like some sort of enforcement officer something to do with like fighting basically mm. and his rage drive i guess went like over crazy so basically he's just an insane psychotic pirate robot now who wants to destroy the world, and that's his only motive. So as a villain, Malstrom is very hollow, empty. He's even not really the the main... So this is getting more into the spoiler territory. Okay. He's not even really the game's main villain once you get further along. Okay. So you wind up finding out eventually that the owl relics that Malstrom has been going around and stealing to basically give himself unmatched power because mm-hmm. the relics are basically just sources of power, blah, 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 very typical JRPG stuff. The relics were actually being... Or someone was behind the shadows, I should say, kind of prompting the robots to steal these relics. And that someone is actually Solus, a fellow owl that you thought was your friend, but he was kind of a coward. So you're like, oh, he disappears after a certain point because he can't go on fighting anymore, blah, blah, because he's very nerdy. He's like a nerd scholar. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's definitely not a soldier in any way, and he feels like the world is doomed because once the uh, pirates wind up getting all the owl relics, they're just definitely going to die. Turns out he was kind of working with the pirates only so that Malstrom would collect all the relics and then Solus would steal them. So that plan works. He winds up stealing all of the relics while Molstrom is distracted with you, Owlboy. What is your name? Why can't I remember anyone's <laughs> name from this game? <laughs> Otis! His Otis. name is okay, Otis, yep, finally! I, remember that. I, remember I remembered that. one on my own. Uh, so... Main character Otis and company, Getty, Alphonse, all the rest, are fighting Malstrom. They're basically distracting him, not on purpose, but they are distracting him. And during that time, Solus swoops in and steals all of the owl relics and runs away to a point in the atmosphere where no regular human or humanoid creature could go. So everybody else down on the ground, air quotes, the floating islands in the habitable space, Mm -hmm. uh, are like, well, crap, we have a big problem. Because it turns out all of these floating islands are floating further and further and further away from Earth to the extent that we're going to die because these islands are floating into space. Uh And eventually they're going to float to a point where none of us can breathe and we are all going to die. So you know that Solus went beyond this point in the atmosphere in like a owl technology spaceship. So you follow him, you chase him up there uh, with the help of a mad scientist who conveniently had built her own homemade rocket. And you're like, thanks, lady. She's like, no problem. Don't bring it back. <laughs> and you're like, good, I can't. We don't know how to drive it. <laughs> so it's going to be an adventure for You everybody. basically shoot up into what is quasi-space. Uh, you're basically at the point right above the atmosphere where you're floating in orbit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and you find up there a massive owl uh, ancient owl installation, which is basically a satellite. It's like a colony satellite of incredible owl tech. And through all of this, you discover that blah, 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 the ancient owls went through some sort of existential crisis because they were so smart that they apparently found an answer to the universe and existence. It's not made super specific what it is, but whatever answer they found was apparently so 
disheartening, so heartbreaking that they decided that they had to stop it. So they were like, how can we change the very nature of the universe to break this existential cycle that we're stuck in? So that's why they created the relics. Okay. The relics were meant to power this uh, machine called the Hex, and the Hex was meant to stop the natural order of the universe and solve whatever existentialism they were facing that they just couldn't handle. Interesting. So the Hex, of course, didn't do what they were thinking it would do, or maybe it did. Oh, it's a Ooh. mystery. But the Hex blew the world apart that's why it's all floating islands. Oh. It wasn't. Thousands of years ago, their earth was just their normal earth, and they were actually on the ground. Everything was held together. Yeah. Then the, the ancient owls set off this hex, and it blew the natural order of the world literally to pieces, and all of the earth's ground wound up floating up into the sky. For thousands of years, it was stable. But then, in the here and now, with the current generation, you're at the point where they're floating apart and we're all going to die. So you chase Solus up to the satellite. You do eventually do final battle with him. Solus is the final part boss, okay. not Molstrom. You, in fact, never technically fight Molstrom as a character. Uh, you never, like battle him by wielding your controller mm -hmm. uh you watch people kind of fight him off in a very weak manner but you never actually fight him which is why he's like a really empty villain i feel solace is the real air quotes villain because what you actually find out is solace has gotten enough owl knowledge that he thinks he can reverse the hex He's got the key to an anti-hex. So he's going to retake all these owl relics, do this anti-hex, and basically put the earth back together. Okay. XYZ, blah, 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 you fight him. He doesn't think that you can help him, which is why he's fighting you. You fight him, you beat him, you get the hex relics, you wind up with the anti-hex, you fix the whole earth. Yay! Yay! Celebrations all around, yeah. But this entire ending cycle is very fast, feels very rushed to a certain extent. I was about to say, because if all this happened that and you were at the last level... all happened in like the last level. You learn a lot. lot of shit all at the end, and you're like, wow, holy crap, this was a lot to land on us at the very end of the game. But I did get a lot of enjoyment out of it, I will say. Um, I loved learning more about the ancient owls, about the crisis they're in. Existentialism mm -hmm. is like really interesting to me. So I was like, oh man, what could it be that caused them to want to blow the universe's natural order to smithereens? Yeah. So I thought those aspects to be very interesting. I do think that Owlboy is, by and large, worth it to play. If you're a fan of that kind of game, 2D platforming, uh, not superb mechanical gameplay. It's pretty average. Uh, but if you're mostly there for the story and for the graphics and for the soundtrack, sweet, go for it. I would recommend buy it on sale. I think normally it's 25 bucks. I'm not entirely sure it's worth the 25 I'd say 10 to 15 so that's Owlboy in a nutshell. Boom! There we a have it. Really rushed nutshell. So sorry. <laughs> Still though, surprising amount of lore again in these platformers that we've been playing. Just lately. jam chocked into it. It's pretty interesting. Speaking of platformers, one that I was very excited about that just came out within the last week on September 10th. That I'm not going to go super into it right now, but uh, uh, Blasphemous. If you've oh, been yeah, on you the Discord, you and Brandon yeah, have been really we've been into that really one. excited about this one. I think I've only found out about it maybe like two months ago. And, and then the then, game was out. And, yeah, they're pretty much it. The, the game came out. And man, I think I'm 20. I love when games tell you how long you've been playing or how much progress you're making. I love that about a game. And I feel like every game should have them. Owlboy does not have any readouts like that. It. Yeah, and actually it's very inconvenient. Because if I had known, Jared, if I had known I was no, so close. So <laughs> that is almost a conversation that I want to save for another episode because I think that would be a very good one because <laughs> my buddy Michael and I actually had the same conversation about like the point of no return in games and should that be something that is shown or if it's something that you just discover. Gotcha. Uh, so we can say that, put that a pin in that one for later because that could just go on. We could go on for, I feel like for another hour, like bringing up different games and, and things like that. Um, but Blasphemous is one. So I'm, I think I'm like 25% of the way through. Oh, okay. It is very much like, it's Metroidvania and everything. It was also very heavily inspired. I feel like from like the Dark Souls games, what I've played of those and everything. Aesthetically, uh, more aesthetically, and also in how like combat is like oh, it's okay. very punishing. 
Oh, gotcha. Like, you can that, be killed that. even even if you make a mistake against a low-level minion, you can be killed. Gotcha. Uh, obviously, high-level minions, you can make no mistakes but in different things like that. Uh, I've fought a couple of the bosses already. Those have been very uh, some pretty good fights. It's it's a very it's a very very fun game. I think the what makes it fun for me is the combat is very fast. Combat's very fluid. Game Kitchen is the developer of this, uh, and Team Seventeen is who published it. But who coincidentally also published Overcooked. So it's very funny oh, that these the two are very different games. Oh man, maybe Overcooked will get like a blasphemous skin for one of the. That would be awesome. That would be really because funny because your main character, the penitent one, which I also love, is the name is your you know voiceless main protagonist, but still the penitent one. And you've got this like really cool, like tall. Uh, like, it's like the really old timey. Like um, it's actually a really common motif in really old European Orthodox uh, religious iconography, which makes very much sense. Like if you've seen what they wear, iconography all yeah. throughout this game. That's what it's based on. If you look up images of Semana Santa in Spain, like okay. the really tall conical hats that they wear there, so, that like cover their faces. Honestly, the Ku Klux Klan did take a lot of inspiration from that particular ooh, look. I see that too. But that's not ancient orthodoxy's fault. But still, no. I did. Now that you say that, it, I did see it somewhere in the game's description that it is based on old, on Spanish. Yes, it has a Spanish. Oh, roots. that makes so that makes wow, even more sense. I didn't sense. know that. I'm glad I, so, my guess was like spot on. So I think because of how much you would like, yeah, that was really good. But I think because of how much, especially you do like the Souls, the Souls games and things like that. I think you could have and Metroid games in general, Metroidvania ones. I think you would have a lot of fun with this too. Um, it has a lot of exploration. Like it is, it is something new. And, and like and going back, and it's fun because I can see areas that I'll have to go back to once I gain more abilities and uh, everything to I love try to the, take like, on. Doors so it's like that you can't open. Yeah, yet. and I'm like seeing all these places that I can go. So I'm excited to get to flesh it out more. There have definitely I have never I have not hit yet the point where I'm just like ugh, like rage quitting at it yet. But there have been a lot of points where I'm like, damn it, hit the right <laughs> button or something like that. You know, mad at myself that like, oh, I know exactly what I did that messed that up. But I've also had a couple deaths where I just can't help but laugh because it was so comical and how it happened. Because there are these ones that hold these like uh, these one enemy they hold like angel statues what they are like and like the statues have the wings of the angel you know spread oh yeah and so these but these characters will like pick it up and just slam it on the ground and when that hits you it sends you flying back and one of the times i got hit with that and sent right into a spike pit and I was just, oh that's pretty <laughs> I was funny like, i can't do anything about sometimes that. you just have to chortle <laughs> <laughs> so but no it's been a lot of fun like i i really like the like you can dodge like do the slide dodge you can parry which will then sometimes unlock like an execution which are very brutal so the mechanics are pretty sharp they're pretty oh yeah, good. yeah, yeah! You got it. Nice. It's I've had a lot of fun learning like the timing and everything for it. But it's also in a very well done 16 bit graphical style. So like it has a retro look to it, uh, and similar to the old Metroids, Castlevanias, and things like that. So it has a really fun look with really fresh feeling controls. Nice. It's it's a great experience. Plus the religious iconography. I really Brandon and I talked about that too, and that's the word I was forgetting iconography until he said it in there. I was like, that's what I've been searching for. <laughs> but I really appreciate that in games as well that's another reason why i'm so drawn to dante's inferno so i think kind of having all these influences that i'm very into is making for a very fun package in it's game. Just so i'm having right, a lot of fun it's with it the so right far. ingredients it really is it really is so i like to think that the characters from overcooked like cook this one up special for you <laughs> that'd be wonderful what a, put, what a great a treat pot. what a treat so yeah so i've been having a lot of fun with blasphemous and uh other than that what else have I played? I wrapped up. Oh, so I did. Like I said, wrapped up Red Dead Two. And the next day, or something after I did that, I actually wound up wrapping up my friend Pedro on Switch. Oh, also. very so nice. You told me that. I another forgot. Fun, another fun, uh, great platforming game that's a little bit more zany and stu- and uh, comical, comically crazy. You need to get a my friend Pedro banana suit, like for Fender. That's like specifically in yeah. the style. I think you'd look really good in that. That one, that one gets weird and trippy, similar in the same ways, like drug trippy is how that gets. Oh, it's like kind of like how some some parts of like Hotline Miami, or I'm just like, what am I looking at right now? But no, but uh, my friend Pedro was a really fun ride, nice. and the final boss fight was really good. Okay, I, like I might eventually someday, maybe perhaps, play my Let's friend Pedro. But first, I'm going to try Celeste. Oh, yeah. So because it's on sale, although when am I going to find the time between Monster Hunter, all these, all these, and games Link's right Awakening? Now. The good thing about Link's Awakening is I know what to expect. It will almost certainly be easy. 
it will not be long. Yeah. That's, it's not a long game, and it's a remake. Uh, so after I finish Link's Awakening, Play something I new, will surely then, then go revisit do an old memory. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, don't, I feel like I'm kind of caught up on, on on all the gaming stuff I've been a part We're of. We're making lately. a lot of progress this year. We are. I feel like I actually once I got to add two finished games to my list of games, I was like, okay, I'm doing okay this doing year. Doing okay. <laughs> a lot I, of them have been like Switch or like indie games a lot more than yeah, than big AAA titles. Because they're this more year. easily finishable and also they're better. Oh, by that, and large, a, like, I can only really. I guess now in this time of life where I'm at, I can only commit to like one Red Dead style game a year because I I tried last year with I tried to do Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Red Dead at the same time, and I'm I'm gonna get back to uh, to Odyssey, but like I didn't touch it, and it's been a year now almost since the release. Of I both only games. want it for the discovery mode. They did actually just do the update with I know, discovery mode, I know. and it looks can I fantastic. borrow it? <laughs> I want to go learn about ancient Greece. Maybe we should work that into like our actual life. This year's just do like a history lesson oh, on ancient Greece. Fun, you like do, history. I do. Didn't you study history? Uh, I mean, no, you're just really into civilization. I get those two things confused. I, I mean, yes, my love of civilization was you're born out of my love of history. You're a history wannabe. Yes. But no, I did not go to school. To I did not go to college. You're to a study historian history. poser. I'm a history historian. Yeah, really, something like that. But no, I love. That's where a lot of these these love of, of some of these games come from is due to like civilization is yes due to my There's love of history. With that, no, that's why great. discovery mode is a really good addition oh, yeah. to games. It's I would fantastic. play that. So, all right. Well, I don't know. We could keep this going for forever, as I mean, as I would love to do. But, but I've got to get back to Iceborne. And so. you, like you said, you had meatballs or something on the, oh, on the yeah. slow cooker. Yeah. So yeah, you got to get back Yum. to those delicious meatballs. They've got those. a little more time. I'm not. I'm okay. not over yet. Not, not We're okay. Lit. They're not. Yeah. They're not burning yet. They're not burning yet. <sighs> Hopefully, my house isn't burning. I feel like you would have heard by now. Yeah, Ann and Randy would have called me. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I feel like you're good. <laughs> but, you know, without further ado, then we'll shut, this, we'll shut this episode down. But before we go, we do have to do our soundtrack spotlight for this week, which we are going to feature some music from Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Okay. Logan, what is that beautiful track? So, this one isn't a spoiler. I'm not even going to describe the monster. I'm okay. just going to say its name because we are going to be playing the Beatotis theme. Ooh. So, it's one of the first new monsters that you encounter as part of Iceborne, and its theme is fantastic. So, what? one more time. What is this again? This the, is the Beatotis theme. Beatotis theme. Beatotis, Beatotis. I, I just call him Bay. All right. There you go. <laughs> the Bay theme. The Bay theme. <laughs> Beatotis theme from Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Listen to that after the close of the episode, which is pretty much now. Until next time, everybody, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Adios. We'll see you all next week when we talk about another fun gaming topic. Listen to the song. We'll see you all next week. Bye.